This My Thoughts Monday is brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of the Rolls-Royce of barbell monitoring technology, the GymAware. Guys, in-season training, we rock the GymAware all the time for quite a few reasons. The first, of course, is just that, the ding. Every time the athlete hears that, they know that they're hitting exactly what we need from them at that moment. And when they don't hear it, it brings out that extra little bit of competitiveness within themselves. On top of that, that awesome ding ends out bringing together the athletes as well, pushing each other and getting each other to be able to hit numbers that they probably wouldn't hit at that portion of the year. And finally, of course, that ding helps us monitor, manipulate, and keep track of volumes and intensities so we can best dose our athletes during the season at the right time with the right amount. Guys, hop over to kinetic.com.au and check out what Evan and the team down there have because this is absolutely a sensational product that's changed the way that we've trained our athletes. This edition of My Thoughts Monday is brought to you by Valve Performance, the team behind the Nordboard, Force Dex, the Groin Bar, and Human Track. Guys, the most important ability for all of our athletes is availability, and that's the absolute goal of Valve Performance, is to provide solutions to performance professionals so that we can get the right information to make the right decision at the right time for the betterment of the athletes that we get to work with. To do this, guys, they have a wide range of validated products that focus on usability and having been founded by the School of Exercise and Nutrition Sciences at the Queensland University of Technology, they're extremely evidence-based and they're beyond transparent. I can tell you that our time using the Nordboard and being involved with Forstex, we have been introduced to so many amazing people that have truly helped us become better coaches, have a better understanding, not just of the technology, but also what we're doing with our athletes. So make sure you hop over to valveperformance.com today to make sure you check out what they got. It's going to make you better and to do better by your athletes. Hey, everybody. If you enjoy the podcast and the content that it provides, make sure you hop over and check out the all-new Strength Coach Network. The Strength Coach Network is the combination of the CVA SPS community and the Rugby Strength Coach community, bringing you what is sure to be the Internet's leading resource for continuing education for strength and conditioning professionals. Combining these two resources has allowed us to bring some of the best content from some of the best minds in the world together for your one-stop shop to better improve the continuing education for not just yourself, but your entire staff. Bringing together all of the lectures from the Rugby Strength Coach community, along with the lectures exclusively done for the Central Virginia Sport Performance community, and all the lectures performed at the Central Virginia Sport Performance Seminar make this an absolute must for performance coaches around the world. The world-class lectures at the Strength Coach Network are not all that you'll see as well. The discussion in the forums and the support and the career guidance from some of the top practitioners in the world, from people all over the world, makes this an absolute must and a great place for you to network, learn, and grow as a performance professional. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com and use the code CVASPS, that's C-V-A-S-P-S, to get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. We're sure you're going to find great value in the Strength Coach Network and are really excited to have you involved. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com and use the code CVASPS to check it out today. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Jay DeMayo coming at you with this week's edition of My Thoughts Monday. And today, guys, it's, uh, it's getting really nice out. It's about 80 down here in Virginia today. I uh, just got back from a walk with the dog. Weather's turning. Spring is here. 
the pollen is all over the place, so sinuses and breathing is terrible. That also means we are at the learning season for strength and conditioning coaches. And in the learning season, there are some things that tend to happen um, that I would like to rant about a little bit. And I'd like to give a little advice to some of the younger coaches out there. Being a person who's put on now, we're going into our like eighth edition of the seminar this summer. Um, some things that I've seen with young coaches uh, from back when I was, you know, just attending and then started speaking and then started running a, an event. I, I think that there are some things that I can give some advice to young coaches because when you're going to these events as a young coach or even as an old fart like me, um, networking is still a big part of it, right? Like you want to go and talk to people, you want to meet new people, you want to expand uh, your network because right your network is your net worth. So the more people that you can talk to, the the more diverse the ideas you'll have, the better opportunity you may have going forward when it comes to some support, uh, when it comes to expanding your career, whether it be finding another job or whatever. So for the younger coaches that are you know ready to pile into buses or planes or whatever to get to these events, I'd, I'd like to give you some some advice with some things that I have seen, you know, is 15 years as a coach. So you can take it or leave it. But I think that these are some things that can help you, you know, expand and learn and grow and develop your network a little bit better uh, when it comes to these events. You know, first of all, you're going to these events because of one of two reasons, right? Because the staff you're in is going and it's kind of a mandatory event for your staff or because it's an event that you really want to go to, your staff wants you to go to, to learn and to network. So if it's an event that you have to go to, what I would advise first and foremost is if there are multiple tracks of speakers, find the things that you know the least about and go listen to those. Um, expand, expand, expand. Find whatever you can that's going to question your traditional thought. Um, if you can, whenever possible, whenever you go to an event, so like ours, ours is just one speaking track. So if you show up to see VASPs, obviously you're not going to pick who you're going to see because you're going to go see those seven people. But, you know, like if you go to Doug Smith's um, event at Juniata College, at Juniata College Strength and Conditioning uh, Clinic, and there's two tracks, so you can go to see me or you can go listen to somebody that's not full of hot air. But when you choose, wherever you choose, what I would highly recommend is you can you put yourself front center in line with where the speaker is. Now, it might not always be front center though, right? Because like at, at Doug's, um, one of the podiums is off too if we're facing the stage to the left. So you may want to sit more to the left so that they can see you, that they can know that you're there. Now, if you are going to sit in front, because I'm sure that like if you have a director or a, a boss who's been through the circuit and wants you to expand and, and learn and get better. They probably told you to sit somewhere in the front so that you can get the most information and be seen and all that. Let me give you some advice there. First and foremost, if you had a long night or you had a long trip up or it's your fourth or fifth talk in a row and you're fading a little bit, I wouldn't sit in front. Because if you don't look like you're paying complete and total attention to that person, and whether it's because of the talk or it's because of just 
the long day or the long night before. You start playing some head volleyball or you start daydreaming or you even like might bonk out a bit. Person's going to remember that, and they're not going to remember that in a positive sense. And they're probably going to know who you are. So, because of that, that would leave an exceptionally negative thought process to a person, which would be 180 degrees the opposite of what you were trying to do, right? So, let's avoid that. If that is a situation where you may be in, stand up in the back. You know, I know we tell our kids that in class, right? Like, if you feel like you're having a hard time staying awake, go stand up in the back. Well, go do that. Um, I don't know about other people, but I would give you props for that. Now, also, if you are sitting front and you want to be seen and known that you're paying attention, don't bring anything that would allow you a distraction. Put your phone in your backpack. If you're going to doodle at any point or you're going to be staring down at your notes or your laptop or doing something else, don't even take them out. Most places you can either A, access the slides online to go through them later, or B, get access to the videos so you can go through the lecture later. But when you're sitting there, make sure you're giving full attention to the person giving the presentation. They know, trust me, they know who's in there and is dialed in, and they know who's in there and doesn't care. They're just there to be there. And then after the talk, if at all possible, do everything you can to go up and introduce yourself and thank the person for giving the talk and ask them if you can ask them questions later. I say it like that for two reasons. Okay, one, we set up CBASPs so that there is time for people to ask questions because I want there to be open discussion and I want, like, that's something that we really pride ourselves on is that we averaged, last year we had 11 questions per presenter um, after their talk was done. And that's something that we strive for because everything we're doing, whether it be through this show or the podcast or the books or, you know, in the network or with the seminar, we want to drive discussion. We want to drive coaches to talk more with each other, to question each other, to push each other to be better. Now, for example, like with Doug's setup at Juniata where there's an hour for each presenter, if you're going to ask this person three, four, five questions... You know, if somebody is before me and they're getting asked a bunch of questions and I've got to sit there and wait, I'm not going to be happy. Neither is someone else if I'm getting asked questions. So if the time is there, walk up, introduce yourself, say, thank you very much. That was great. I was wondering if I could ask you a few questions later on, if you'd be available for that. 99 times out of 100, that person is going to say yes. Now, there are times like somebody's got to catch a flight or whatever, and they got to bounce. And then if that happens, I would extend a question of, could you contact them through social media? Can I send you a DM on Instagram? Can I send you a message on Facebook or on Twitter and communicate that way? That is going to get you way more yeses than asking someone for a phone number or an email. Simply because we get so many messages through those other mediums, and it's less personal, so you're allowing yourself to have more of an open dialogue without it being like so in their personal space. Um, at least that's how I've taken it in the past. Um, and then if you can get access to them afterwards, if you um, are not willing to sit there and listen to all the answers, 
and are not willing to sit there and listen to what they have to say and are going to try to provide them with your thoughts on it, I think you're making a bad mistake. So when you're in the room, when you're in the, the seminars or the clinics or whatever, the big time thing for the younger coaches that I would say, and these are mistakes that I made, so I'm, t- I'm trying to share them with you. If you're in and you're all in and you want to learn, try to find something you don't know anything about or disagree with. If you're in and you're in there to learn and you want to expand your network, sit as close to the speaker as you possibly can. If you plan on sitting as close to the uh, speaker as you possibly can, make sure you're totally dialed in, you're totally zoned in, you're wide awake, and you have no distractions. Phone, out. Tweeting stuff, out. Notepad so you can doodle or do whatever, out. Get rid of it. And then at the end, make sure you go up and introduce yourself and ask if you can ask questions. And then at the end of all of it, ask if you can contact them later through social media. And then at the end of all of that, the best thing that you can do is send them a note of any type, whether it be tagging them on a post, whether it be like a picture with them on Instagram, or it be a message, a DM on IG, or a a Twitter tweet, or a Twitter message, or a post on Facebook, or a Facebook message that says, hey, thank you. Because that goes a long way. Because showing gratitude for what they're doing for you is going to help you in the long run. So, I hope this helps, and I hope that you guys enjoy this season of learning that we're about to embark on. Um... For all the rest of us old heads that are running around and have been through this, if you have any more advice or anything that you would say that you know these young coaches should take into account when they're out and about and trying to learn in these situations, leave them below. I'd, I'd love to share and I'd love to expand this conversation to, to help them do better because they shouldn't have to make the same mistakes that we all made, y'all. So, as always, truly appreciate everything that y'all do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. Be back next week with another My Thoughts Monday. I will see you then.